Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. All right, so first thing I want to talk about is um, money, obviously. So many times I hear and I see the Bible misquoted in the area of money. People say, you know, why do churches, why do pastors ask for money when money is the root of all evil? Well, that's not exactly what the Word of God says. Good morning, Q. The Word of God says this. In 1 Timothy 6.10, it says this. Um, It says... For the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money itself. An inanimate object cannot be evil. It's the love that people have for money. When you really love money, um, you will do anything to get it and you'll do anything to keep it. And anything even means disregarding God. It'll. Um, there's an old song back in the day. It says, um, the love of money, people rob from their mother. For the love of money, they'll kill their own brother. People don't let money change you. And it's really the reality of the situation that we live in, we find ourselves in in America. People will throw you under the bus for a dollar. For the love of money, um, now I'm not going to go there, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And again, when you have money, when it's the, an idol in your life, ha, good morning, Pastor Lasejo, man, I always enjoy your devotions, man. I really wanted to tell you that they always, always bless me without fail, especially the one you did on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> back on message. So money is not in itself. Money is not evil. The love of money is evil. When you have love for money in your heart, you'll never have enough money your pursuits will always be to get more money. Look at these people who are extremely wealthy um, in America or in the world. They're always seeking ways to make more money. What they have is not enough. They're greedy. They they seek after, um, and they will do anything they can to um, get more money, even exploit the public. The love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Now, this is what the word says about where your heart should be. Because the Bible says in 1 Samuel, about chapter 15, it says, um, look not on his stature, the height of his stature, or something like that. For man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. God cares about your heart and what you love in your heart. He's so concerned about that. So, with that said, let's look at... Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Oh, did I say this? Yeah, I did. Chapter 6, verse 19. And this is what it says. It says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rough dust corrupt and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So wherever your treasure is, good morning, Tablin. 
wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So if your heart is on money, money will always be your treasure and you'll do whatever it takes to attain more money. But when you, you keep your heart on the things of God, when you keep your heart on the things of the kingdom, then um, you will always be mindful of the things of the kingdom of heaven. But you cannot have a heart that's both. Verse 24 says this. It says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other. Or either he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That means that one of those two things are going to be on the throne of your heart. Either it's going to be God or it's going to be money. But you cannot have both of those things on the throne of your heart. God is the only idol that is permissible in our lives. And But the Bible says this. And, um, in Luke 12.31, this is what the word says. Luke 12.31 says this regarding money and your heart. It says this. But rather you seek the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. When God is on the throat of your heart, when God is number one, when God is first place in your life and um, you love him above all else, when you begin to seek him and when you begin to pursue him, then all of those things that people want or desire will be added unto you. The next verse says, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So God's good pleasure, God desires to give you good things. He desires to be a blessing to you, but he does not desire to for the blessings to have you. Um, I remember when it was a season in my life where I would get things and I would know the second those things, I got too attached to those things, I would have to give it away. Like I had a, a, a iPod that I loved and like the iPod itself was not um, bad. It actually had preaching and teachings on it, but it was an idol. And I really, um, in some cases, I would just do look at that iPod instead of going to church and going to fellowship with the saints and things like that. And it became an idol in my life. And the Lord was like, give it because I cared about it too much. I got too attached to it. God wants us not to be attached to the worldly things, but to him. But once we're attached to him, he will put all these things to you. He will bless you beyond measure because he can give it to you so that he can get it through you. See, we are called to be on this earth to be a blessing to all of humanity, not to just see um, get a bunch of things and get a bunch of possessions, but God put blesses us so that we could be a blessing. I remember one time when I was in Bible school and um, like I was, I'm going to cut to the, give you the short version, but like because I was willing and obedient and I did what the Lord told me to do, like I got massively blessed and someone, this lady took me out shopping and they bought all my school clothes shoes, um, blessed me with $1,000 a month um, for 12 months the whole time I was in Bible school. And as great as all of that stuff was, I remember um, sitting in the dressing room trying to close and thinking to myself, like, God, I want to be able to do this for somebody. Like, this is a huge blessing for me, but I want to be able to be a blessing like that for someone else. God has called us and placed us on this earth to bless all of humanity. Finances and money is a way that we bless humanity. But the great thing about God is that 
when you can never outgive him. When you give, he will always give it back to you. And it'll be good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? So you can never outgive God. But the thing is, God has to be the focal point of everything that we do. God can't just be an afterthought. We have to um, be intentional about these things. We have to seek the kingdom of heaven first. We have to purpose our giving and our giving has to be for the purpose of furthering the kingdom of heaven, for the purpose of being a blessing to someone else, not just so that we could have the latest car or the latest iPhone or the latest pair of Jordans or whatever it is. It's not about that. It's about being a blessing to everyone else. And um, I'll conclude with this. Isaiah 1 and 19, it says, and I I actually made reference to it already. It says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient. And what does the word say? Good morning, good morning. Um, if you're willing, if you're willing to let the Lord work in and through you, and if you're obedient to do what the Word says, He'll He'll bless you exceedingly abundantly. You'll eat the good of the land. And what does the Word say? What is the Word that we have to obey? Luke six thirty eight says, "Given it shall be given unto you." Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And these are promises. I dare you to take one of these verses that I give you and apply it to your life. I dare you to do it and then quote it back to the Lord. I dare you to try it and see what happens. Um, Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 says, Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. This is the New Living Translation. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. So remember, we're called as Christians to be a blessing, to sow. Um, this message is seed time and harvest, so you can never outgive God. Give, and it'll be given unto you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. But remember that money is not the root of all evil. The love of that money is the root of all evil. When you begin to get attached to the things and the possessions and the money, that's when you get led over into um, things that you should not be led into. But when you keep the kingdom of heaven first and you um, always seek after him, all these things will be added unto you. He will bless you exceedingly abundantly above all when you give with kingdom purpose. And you can't just give to any old thing. You have to be led by the Holy Ghost for one. And then you must make sure always that you're sowing into good ground. Most importantly, you don't give out of compulsion because somebody's telling you to give. You are led in your giving. And this is, and I'm talking about your giving above the tithe and the offer. I'm talking about your giving. And um, that's all I, I have for you today. Seed time and harvest. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever the man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you see so sparingly, you can't expect a mighty harvest from the Lord. But if you give it will, uh, with a great heart, um, he'll always bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think or even imagine. And that's what I have for you today. Um, I've been Pastor Kai. I want to say this is also before I go. Um, today, like last night, I went to a funeral. Um, 
of someone that she was a soldier for Christ. She really sold her life um, for the cause of Christ. And today she's reaping the benefit of she's seeing Jesus face to face. She breathed out her last breath a few days ago. She's seeing, she's standing before our Lord and Savior, the reason why we're doing everything that we do here. But I want to encourage you all to make your life count. To make sure you're being a light in this world because there's so much darkness. There's so much um, fear and there's some people who are so hopeless, but we carry this hope in earthen vessels and we must make sure that we're sharing that hope with all of humanity, with all the people out there. What good is this treasure if you're not willing to share it with your fellow man? Be willing to share with them about this hope that you carry on the inside. Um, tell somebody about Jesus today. Tomorrow's not promised. Make sure you're making your lives count. Make sure that when you step into glory and you see Jesus face to face, he can say to you, well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Um, be salt and light. We love you. Till the next time we see you, which is tomorrow, hopefully. Be blessed. See you next time on Salt Shaker 513. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us in all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.